Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners. We have Mufti Hassan Ali Suleiman. Let's welcome Mufti Sahab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, long time Mufti Sahab. All well on your side? Alhamdulillah, yes. Alhamdulillah. What's the latest that you can share with us? Uh, The um, news from America, you know, we have Islam and we have uh, American Islam, okay? Mm. Um, Because of the activities in uh, Philistine, um, many of the non-Muslim Americans, they're uh, excited and they're curious about Islam now. And um, they, they, they're wondering, what is it that, you know, the, the people that are suffering all these calamities, uh, they don't have their head down, their head is up, and they're praising their Lord and everything. So what what, what is about this? Uh, so they're going out and, um, what is it, TikTok has a uh, Quran book club. So non-Muslims are going out buying the Quran, okay, themselves without any uh, Muslim guidance or anything. And uh, they're reading it and showing it on their TikTok uh, videos, and and uh, some of them have accepted Islam. And they've um, uh, one woman said that uh, she sees that the Quran is a book of feminism. It's a feminist book, okay? Um, and uh, they're having, like, study groups together. New people who are not even Muslim uh, reading the Quran together and discussing what they have read. All right, so if you remember, about the second week after the uh, the October seventh, um, you know, incident, uh, I had said that it, it looked like this was an opportunity for Dawah for the Muslim. Mm. And I asked, "Are we ready?" Gee. Uh, and it looks like we're not. Mm. The Kufar are ready. They're ready to accept Islam. And they're going way steps ahead of themselves. Hmm. Okay? Uh, we, we've been taught, you know, Allah sent uh, four books, okay, into the world. But he sent one lakh 24,000 prophets to teach those books. Hmm. Huh? So the people are going out buying English translations of the Quran and reading it and coming up with their own opinion and, and deciding, ah, this is, this is Islam. No, 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 no. If you if you read the, the translation of the Quran and you come to the conclusion that it is a book of feminism, mm-hmm. then uh, you read the wrong book. Okay, you definitely got the wrong conclusion. Mm. Uh, so again, we have to be ready, uh, the common Muslims, okay, um, to to be able to to talk to these people. Now you're in a non-Muslim country, uh, so you're going to be facing some of these things also. Mm. All right. So the people in your communities have to be ready. All right. You don't don't lead. Oh well, give them to Tabit Jamaat. No, 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 no. You have to be ready. You have to be the example. The people know you. Uh, they don't. Maybe they don't know anybody from Tabit Jamaat. All right. Who can can talk to them? All right. So each individual Muslim, male, female, adult, child, have to be able to defend our religion and explain our religion, because the people want the truth. The people want the truth. Hmm. And Mufti Sab, this is a important point that you've raised because this is what where we find ourselves. 
all of a sudden we are grappling just to explain our deen. We thought we knew so much, but we're struggling with even explaining basics. Or maybe perhaps it's just a fear in ourselves that now we have to wake up or now we have to do something. And I feel that's where we also are a sleeping nation is that we have the best, but we don't want to share it with the rest because for reasons of laziness or perhaps it's because we're so glued in, in their ways, in their mannerisms, in their habits, that now we have to break away. If I have to say to you, okay, we have to wear um, our pants above our ankles for the menfolk, so now this will mean that I have to do it before I can actually preach it. So that form of laziness still is, is, is still in our systems. And I feel perhaps we're too lazy to come out of this uh, comfortable kuffar lifestyle that we're living in. Well, it cannot be comfortable at the end. It's going to be disastrous, but just for this temporary life, for this few moments. So what advices can Mufti Sab give to, the, to, uh, to us here in South Africa, wherever the listeners are in the world, where we can come out of this laziness? Uh, put value into the deen. Um, what your what the point to your uh, statement is that we don't put value on this deen. Okay, we don't think it's valuable. All right, the, the Prophet saw some, he made it valuable so much so that if you didn't have wealth, okay, and you wanted to marry, uh, you, you could uh, teach your your new wife some ayats of the Quran, and that would be sufficient for her marriage. Mm. Okay, <laughs> right, that's not the case now. But uh, back then, that's that's the way it was to show the value, you know, of Quran and and Deen. Okay, um, what did Umar already Allah say that you know we were a nation that was down and we were lifted up with Islam. Mm. Okay, if you seek anything other than Islam, you'll be put down. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we we have to um, have to have the courage. said you have to have courage, courage to get up and to start to do. Uh, courage to fight your nafs. Uh, courage to go out and teach. All right? Tell the people the truth, even if you're not doing it. Okay? Then when you tell the people what to do, and you're not doing it, then you will follow and do it. Hmm. All right? It will happen. Don't wait until you're perfect. Okay? Not sinning and doing everything perfect, and then give dawah. No, no. No, no. No, no. Um, give the dawah with your imperfection, and uh, slowly you will start to feel more guilty. Allah will prick your heart and your iman, and you will change, and you will start, you know, praying every uh, namaz in the masjid, and you'll be praying your tahajjud, and, 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 and. So that's the thing. Have some courage to go. Don't use the excuse that I'm such a big sinner, I cannot do it. No, no, that's not the case. All right? Because these people are lost, and I've been there before. Okay, you know, I, you know my story. I came into the deen by reading uh, a Qadiani translation of the Quran, mm. and still made it to the deen. Mm. All right, um, but we can't leave that up, you know, to, to chance. Nowadays, they have on again this TikTok Quran book club. They have non non-binary. Mm. Uh, Quran book club for those people who are transgender and don't consider themselves either male or female 
They're reading the Quran together, okay? And they're in love with the book. Now, whoa, wait a minute now. You're coming in in the wrong way, all right? So we, we need people. <laughs> we need teachers. Hmm. We need da'is, okay? Hmm. And you don't have to be Zachary Naik or Ahmed Didad or, you know, anything like this. Just uh, st- uh, study a little bit of your deen, read from the ulama, you know, listen to your bayans, all right? And then tell the people the correct thing. Mufti hmm. uh, with regards to what's happening in um, Israel at the moment, just um, a quick um, briefing. So yesterday we've seen that uh, President Biden, he sort of, I don't know if it's, it's some deception or something, but it seems too good to be, th- be too, uh, too, too good to be true. But he says um, that Israel is losing the world's support. And there sort of seems to be some division. Muftisab, maybe you can give us some clarity on this of what is happening. Uh, the, the actual thing is Biden is losing support. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> the uh, the Muslims in, in America, okay, uh, who vote, <laughs> they told him, if you don't do anything, uh, you know, if you don't promote ceasefire and, and, and like this and like that, then uh, we're not voting for you in, in next year. Uh, in uh, November 2024, you will not get our vote. And the Democrats always get the vote of the Muslims, okay? Uh, I don't know, 90, 80%, 90%, whatever it is, okay? But uh, soon after um, the, uh, no, like last week, they did a poll in these so-called swing states. Some states always vote Democrat. Some states always vote Republican. Okay, but some states they go back and forth. Each election is a different thing. So there's like five states that Biden won uh, in in 2020 that if he didn't win it, he would have never become president. Well, those five states have a lot of Muslims in them. (laughs) Okay, a lot of Muslims and a lot of Arab Americans. Okay, and they don't like what's going on with America funding, you know, Israel, you know, without any. Uh, checks and balances, anything like that. But they told him, if you don't do something, we're not going to vote you in next year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, come on, it's, it's a year away, less than a year, as a matter of fact. And um, so that that's the thing. He's saying there's a change in, in the climate in the world. No, there's a change <laughs> in America, all right, for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So the Democrats are worried, and especially Biden, uh, he is worried that he will not get the support if Israel keeps going on. And mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, due to the social media, all right, uh, the word is getting out, all right, that um, Israel is lying. They're not telling the truth. They're, they're doing war crimes and things like this. And we, were, we Americans, we were not able to hear these things years ago, we're completely blind. So when they do the poll, um, they say that the older generation, and people my age, in their 60s and what have you, they support Israel, all right? But the people who are college age, all right, no, they don't support Israel. They, they support Philistine because they see what's, what's happening to them. Now, I noticed that they haven't done a poll on black and white or religion. They've only done it on age, mm. okay? 
And so I, I, I like to see see that. If they show that, then we can really know something. Hmm. Uh, Muftizab, I heard this clip. I'll just play it quickly, and then we can hear your comments thereafter about the UN. WHO, they always for, I mean, now what's it, 67 days or more, and they are just every day saying we are so concerned, playing this act, but nothing, no action. I have a question, and I think every human being should ask this question today. If United Nation, International Human Rights Commission, International Law, European Union, World Health Organization, if those big organizations cannot stop genocide happening front of our eyes, then why those organization? Those organization for what? Why are they spending hundreds of billions of dollars every year, our taxpayer money, for their organization? If they are good for nothing, if they cannot stop and cease fire now, then they better stop their organization. I am requesting to everyone repost this video and tag those organizations and use hashtag ceasefire now. Shame on United Nation. Shame on European Union. Shame on international law. Shame on WHO. Shame on UNICEF. Big shame on the International Human Rights Commission. You call yourself the Human Rights Commission? You are not even capable of protecting animal rights. This is not an international organization. This is all international circus. And all the members are international jokers. Biden and Netanyahu are the ringmasters. We don't want to see your shows anymore. Stop wasting our money. You and your organization are absolutely good for nothing. We stand with Palestine and we will stand forever. We will pray, we will protest, and fight till Palestine is free. Please share and repost this video and keep sending shame on those organizations. So, Muftisab, that is what we heard. And it makes sense to a certain degree, but Muftisab, you can comment better on this. Well, okay, I, I hear what he's saying, but where, where were they um, uh, in 2020 when the corona came out, allegedly, all right? No one spoke against, um, against the WHO. And look what they did to churches and what they did to masjids. And making people stay home and, and taking Qurans out of uh, masses and not doing sunnah and uh, all right, there are recommendations that you take the vaccine and things like this. So they, they haven't. WHO hasn't changed. Okay, uh, giving these um, vaccinations to people and uh, and that's what really killed the people. All right, so this will continue until Allah wants it to stop. And then after the uh, aggression, then I see the WHO coming in there and building new hospitals, okay, and uh, and giving um, because the people will have different diseases now, so they'll be given different types of uh, vaccinations and things like antibiotics and things like that. But we we must remember we found out Bill Gates is the biggest donor to the WHO, hmm. okay. Uh, and he's not for Islam or, or anything, all right? He's only for Bill Gates. Uh, and so those companies, uh, who the United Nations and, and all the rest, they're not Islamic, all right? And so we shouldn't look to them. We look for Allah's Nusrat, 
If Allah uses them to help us, Alhamdulillah. Mm. If Allah doesn't use them to help us, Alhamdulillah. Mm. Okay? We put our trust in Allah. Allah is enough for us. And uh, this is also, it's been working on my mind for these past few weeks as well, that we see in Palestine, it just seems too good to be true. That so many times you're finding that people are running for shelter, seeking for refuge, of course, because they've been taken out of their homes, their homes have been demolished, brought to rubble, and they are going in a school because that's their next best option. And often we're finding that this school is a UN-built school. So when these organizations, you can see that they side and they give the narrative mostly of what the United States says, maybe sometimes not so explicitly, but they are siding with them. We've got to be blind not to see that. So when we see that these people are taking refuge in a school, which is a UN school, and then just shortly after that, you see Israel or one of the IDF members or the groups, they come and they bomb the school. So it seems as if though they built the school in the first place for it to be bombed one day. And even if it wasn't to be bombed, they still put the school there to indoctrinate and to uh, remove the concept of Palestine, rather let's say Islam, from their brains. Because which school... Which which school actually we speak about the mainstream schools, not the home schools in there, but the mainstream schools according to the syllabus that they use, which school is actually well wishing for Islam? Exactly, we have this. We have the problem here. Um, we, there's a school called Seven Day. I'm no a hospital. A hospital called Seven Day. Everybody knows Seven Day. But the full name is Seven Day Adventist, and that's the name of a sect of Christianity. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so many people were here in Pakistan, Karachi, go to that uh, hospital. Yeah, hospital is very good. I said, brother, don't you know those are those are Christians? And the name of hospital that's a, that's a, like like calling it a Shia or calling it Hanafi or something like that. It's uh, a strictly a Christian hospital, and not necessarily there, but. In other places in the world where the Red Cross is there or where there are the like United Nations type hospitals, all right, the people that are working there are Christian and they're missionaries. Okay? So and they will they will give you an antibiotic or they'll give you medicine and Audu Bullah they will say, Look, uh, Jesus cured you. Salam, he cured you. Okay? And they'll and they'll ask you a know, very bad question like what is Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and what is he doing for you? You know, look what Jesus is doing for you, da da da. And the people can start coming to Christianity. This is one way they use it. You see? Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, uh, you look at this also that um this person I forgot if he was in the United Nations or someplace giving a speech and he said uh, Israel has killed more journalists during this, uh, you know, war, whatever you want to call it. More journalists. Uh, they destroyed more hospitals. They uh, killed more United Nations workers uh, and other in- uh, press. They killed more reporters, all right, than any conflict in the history of the world. Mm. But yet the whole world is not going against them. They're mm. allowed to do it. So that tells you that the, everyone is complicit in this, all right? Uh, Al-Kufar, Allah, uh, what? Uh, Militant Wahid, right? Mm. 
All right, the kufan, one madhab. All right, so, but Israel's at their head. They're the imam. But all the other people, they're, they're just following behind them. United Nations, WHO, the whole, the, the whole thing. Muftisab, last question before we leave you. Um, so if, what happens then? If, uh, like you've mentioned and explained to us so uh, uh, clearly, that in the United States, actually Biden is actually worried about his supporters. So what happens now with this? Because he's got this pressure, and at the same time, he's got to also bootlick, or rather it's the other way around, or both ways, they're both licking each other. Netanyahu and Biden. So, what happens then to their relationship? Because they, he has this pressure that is there with from the Muslims. But then, how does he also? Because remember, he wants the PA, the Palestinian Authority, and we say the PA doesn't matter for us because the PA is just another puppet of Israel itself. That President Mahmoud Abbas is another puppet of theirs, unless he's changed. But. He's, he's there and that's not a, uh, a solution for us but you could say maybe it's just a better solution than Netanyahu running the, the, the area so what happens in that situation well the, uh, Putin uh, the president of Russia he said he doesn't care who's in the White House that's just an empty suit and he's right the, the, no president of America runs foreign policy, okay? There's different people that run foreign policy, all right? Secret Service, Department of Defense, uh, and other people, all right? They, they take care of the foreign policy. So um, Biden is just a suit. Uh, so um, the, the prime minister of Israel, he knows that also, all right? Biden may be there next year. He might not be there next year. All right, but the people that make the decisions, they will still be there. That is the thing. Um, and so we don't know what Allah plans. Allah will use whoever He wants in the way that He wants. Um, and we just pray that it's for the best of the Ummah. Okay, but we, as long as we continue to change, all right, repent and and concentrate on our deen, then Allah will will use these people, these non-Muslims and, and what have you, and, and munafics, uh, to help us in our cause. But the, I think the power is in our hands, mm. all right? Never miss your tahajjud. Never miss your salat with jamaat, okay? Um, Etc. These type of things, if we continue to do these things and make dua for our brothers in Philistine, then Allah will change our condition. Because we don't change the condition until we first change what's in ourselves, right? Mm. So I think that's that's what it is. The power is in our hands, and mm. in, in, in meaning that when we change our habits, okay, then Allah will change and make results for us that are positive. Muftisab, jazakumullah khairan for your time. We request your duas. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.